Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Yes, we are live. We are live. We are live. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. It's the notorious, glorious V, the girl of economy, coming to you live with my main man, El Cuco, who is working the airwaves, making sure the broadcast comes out crispy and smooth. He's none other than the fat master of the flux capacitor, drinking his CBD coffee. Jeez, tell me about this coffee, man. Tell me about Yeah, this so this CBD coffee really helps. You know, everyone that's tried this, like, hey, listen, you know, I, I really love it because it, it brings that caffeine a little kick stimulus that you need, but however, there's no edginess. There's no, hey, I could tell I just drank two and a half, three cups of coffee where your nervous system is yeah. sped up. So it has about uh, seven to eight ounces of uh, CBD in it. Mm. And um, so I, I can definitely tell a difference. I've been drinking it and then just, just really tapers down. Um, you know, there's, there's no, uh, you know, as far as feeling of anxiety or, or, you know, it just, it's just very calming. So, yeah, so uh, it, it, you, you should try it. Uh, you do have to, you know, grind it, obviously. And then and then we recommend that you not use a paper filter primarily because if you use a paper filter, then the CBD uh, will actually be captured by that paper. So, you know, you oh, just wow. use a, a reusable mesh uh, coffee filter and you're you're good to go. Bingo. It's 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 good stuff. That's awesome. And VA hey, right folks. now, right now. Yeah, right now, if you go to our. Uh, token markets, uh, and you can purchase by either Ethereum or uh, Bitcoin, and it's currently thirty percent off. So go go check it out. MyCBDEdibles.com. MyCBDEdibles.com. MyCBDEdibles.com is the bomb. Check it out. Get your CBD coffee fix on. You get energy without the jitters. You know that you won't be a quitter when you're on the CBD coffee. It's like nothing else you've ever seen. We keep it clean, 99.99% CBD isolate. Don't be late. Go check it out. Website, mycbdedibles.com. Get that 30% off. Get your coffee shipped to you. And while you're there, check out all the other deliciousness that's on there from the chocolate peanut butter uh, uh, Buckeyes to the um, the granola to the uh, almond coconut, with, dude. Which I freaking love that almond coconut, dude. I polish that thing off. Ooh, so good, so good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's exciting. We're we're actually going to be doing a product demonstration. I'm not sure if you call it a product sampling at the Hemp Industry Association's uh, meeting here for the Midwest. Nice. And yeah, so we're excited to get in front of people. Yeah, so that's that's tomorrow night. So we're we're preparing for that, and and orders have been shipped. Uh, new orders are coming in, so we're trying really hard to make sure we get those orders processed and out the door the same day. V. That's fantastic! I can't wait, man. MyCBDEdibles.com, folks, go there, make an impact for your for your health, for your family, and enjoy the deliciousness. Enjoy the deliciousness. It is Gorilla certified. Gorilla certified, folks. Go check it out. MyCBDEdibles.com. Also, check out the CryptoSchool.io. TheCryptoSchool.io, learn to trade, learn about cryptos, go there, get it done. And also check out our other sponsor, RemainCalm.net. RemainCalm. RemainCalm.net. Don't freak out. Remain calm. Remain calm. 
collectors after you, don't freak out. Remain calm. You got debt collectors after you. You got, you know, whatever issues you're worried about, levies, liens, judgments, go check out RemainCalm.net. Those guys will help you out. Don't freak out. Remain calm. With that being said, Siege, uh, where do we begin, dude? It seems like the libtards, they are literally, and I thought in the 90s, Siege, I thought in the 90s, living with the religious right, that that was, that was like the killjoys. Right, they were right. the ones that they were like the no fun people, right? The, the they're the killjoys of anything fun and and enlightening and anything. You're you're just supposed to have sit around and have Bible studies all day and uh, sing kumbaya. That's what they wanted for everybody, but it's just dull. Um, uh, people are gonna take that along. Look, he's saying that Bible studies are dull. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is uh, the religious right. If you, I don't like organized religion. What can I say? What can I say? But anyway, um, but the fact of the matter remains that right now, dude, it's like the libtards. Oh, my God. They are Nazis. They are Nazis. And every attack on beauty, okay, everything like, don't fetch me, all that other stuff, people don't realize when you start attacking beauty, you start attacking gender, you start attacking all these things. Folks, de- it's all part of dehumanization. It's all part of dehumanization. Now, you know, a few months ago when I heard that that because of the pressure from the feminazis and the libtards, that in Formula One racing they got rid of all the all, all the grid girls, all the girls who are holding umbrellas for the for the race car drivers who are very highly paid, by the way, to do what they do. Nobody's forcing them to do what they do. They're getting paid to do it. And physical attributes and physical looks is, is a woman's main asset in the world. To be freaking honest with you. Okay, it's it's something that most men desire. They want that. They'll go out and uh, you know, it's <laughs> you know, so they'll go out and conquer the world. So here are the libtards again applying their logic. And I think this is the funniest news of the day. They're getting rid of physical appearance as a criteria for the Miss USA or the Miss America pageant. See, what is the point now? <laughs> you know, there's lots of questions, you know, you know, re- regarding this. And I, and I think that this is part of the, you know, the Me Too movement. And, you know, I apologize that there were uh, select men, uh, mostly in Hollywood, that participated in, in uh, the harassment and all those things but however you know you know we're i guess that you know all men are guilty by association so you know they're completely trying to transform this which uh-huh. you know so basically they're uh, no longer going to be judging criteria based upon any Lux. type of physical appearance they're going to be uh-huh. judging it more based upon who knows what type of <laughs> social justice type programming uh, that they're going to they're, that they're wanting. I mean, I guess does this mean that that uh obese people can participate yes. now? Does yes. this mean that uh, uh transsexuals can participate? Does it mean men? Does it mean men can be involved in the Why not? I identify as peanut butter. Maybe I could go. And now, I never watched any of these events, so I really regardless I don't really care that much. However, you know, this programming, exactly what you said earlier, is just so important that, B, that's exactly what it is. It's conditioning. It is conditioning. 
you know these idiot liberals don't realize this. Okay, they, they want to do the, they want to cram this SJW virtue signaling bullshit down our throats. They want to cram that SJW virtue signaling BS down all our throats. They don't realize that there is a repercussion. Why is the movie Solo? And why is the Star Wars franchise going down in flames? Why? Because everybody that loved Star Wars, everybody that kept, quote-unquote, the Force alive, guys like myself, Star Wars is, our, is Gen X's movie, okay? If you're a Gen Xer, you grew up on Star Wars. If you're a Gen Xer, you loved Star Wars. If you're a Gen Xer, Star Wars was your thing, okay? Now, you're going to take the primary audience which are us fanboys who love Star Wars, you're going to make it SJW. You're going to make it virtue signaling that, you know, women are doing these amazing things that are just freaking unbelievable. It cannot even be accomplished. It's so devoid of any sort of reality. Okay. Where this girl, I mean, granted the power of the force, but all of a sudden she's, she's stronger than Luke Skywalker. I mean, come on. No training, Jedi training. She's automatically stronger than Luke Skywalker. She's smarter than Han Solo. You know, she's more resourceful than anybody else. And then they're wondering why that movie like Solo is bombing in the box office. They're wondering why. And it's funny, when you watch the interviews of the, of the woman who was the president of Lucasfilm, I forgot what her name was. She's going on and on and on about how cute some of these uh, these these animals, these animatronic animals that they're using called porgs, these, these like little, you know, puffins puffin-like creatures that are hanging off of cliff bases on, on a planet somewhere. And she's talking about how cute and how cutesy-wootsy they are and how it's wonderful and have more girl power. And meanwhile, okay, here's what you dumb liberals don't understand. We conservatives we and us libertarians, we don't have time to BS and protest. We don't got time to go out there and hold pitchforks and, and, and hold signs Okay, we don't got time to do that. Why? Because we got jobs, we got bills to pay, we got families to raise. We will vote with our dollars. Here's Lucasfilm. Here's Disney wondering why Star Wars is is, is going down in flames. They can't figure it out. Hello, numbnuts. Hello, numbnuts. Folks, at the end of the day, these idiot liberals, and I'll show you this is why a liberal should not even be in charge of a lemonade stand. A liberal should not be in charge of a lemonade stand or a convenience store. Because they do not understand what a business is. Okay? People will say, well, V, the Miss America pageant, it's a pageant. The libtards now and the feminazis are arguing that the Miss America pageant is not a pageant, it's a competition. I would say both of you guys are wrong. Because what the Miss America pageant really is, it's it's a business. Okay? Let's be honest here. It's a business. Okay? The vehicle that the business uses is a pageant. But at the end of the day, it is a business. There is sponsorships. There is tens of millions of dollars at stake. There are commercial spots that 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 advertising companies are paying tens of millions of dollars for for that thirty second spot. There are a lot of things that go into it. Okay, it's a business. Okay, and it's dependent upon viewership. You take the primary thing out of this business model, and it's a business model. And the model of this business, in order for it to function, is that it is a what? A beauty pageant. Not just a pageant, but a beauty pageant with judges who judge a woman upon a specific set standard of physical appearance. 
It is also a pageant where certain questions are asked to these contestants to test their mental aptitudes. If you take away, if you take away the physical aspect of a pageant, if you take away beauty from pageant, these idiots don't realize they have just killed Miss America. These libtards have just realized, they just don't realize that they've killed a business cycle. So them, which is their virtue signaling, social justice warrior, knee-jerk reaction to society and reality, proves to the absolute truth that liberals make decisions in a vacuum. And yet they think they're so smart and enlightened. Let me, let me tell you, liberal, something. You are some of the most dumbest people I've ever met in my life. I'll be honest with you. I'll be very honest with you. Very stupid, very myopic viewpoint, and very, very detached from reality. Very detached from your reality. That is why human behavior is something that is, that is abhorrent to you. That is why having human likes and dislikes and biological tendencies and drives is abhorrent to you. Because it doesn't fit into your vacuous worldview, where everything is in a vacuum, and there's no repercussions, and there's no reactions, and there's no consequences for the decisions, the policies, and the ideas that you espouse. That's the problem with you, with you libtards, okay? You libtards think you're going to go ahead and you're going to do this, and there's going to be viewership. Nobody is going to watch this show, period. Nobody is going to watch a fat chick who's 300 pounds, 500 pounds. Maybe she stepped off the set of My 600-Pound Life, and now she's in a, in a moo-moo ball gown, a moo-moo ball gown. Okay, maybe it's a, it's a ginormous curtain, and she's up there with the chicken cutlet arms. With the rolls coming down, she maybe have uh, edema, edema, swelling of the feet and ankles and cankles and whatnot. And she might be out there and talking about the virtues and, and, uh, and give probably the, the, the most intellectual oration or the most intellectual dissertation out there about a specific given topic. But I promise you right now, there is not going to be a single soul that's going to watch it. Not a single soul. Why? Because, because of the simple fact that you've taken away, you've thrown out the baby with the bathwater. You've thrown out the baby with the bathwater. Liberals don't seem to understand that. They don't seem to understand that. They want to do these social changes, cram it down our throats, and think that we're going to go along with it. Well, Miss America, you had a good run. It was nice knowing you. And, uh, Time to move along, and I'm sure there's going to be something uh, that's going to come out and replace this. And again, this is another liberal failure, CJ. I love it. And more liberal failures ahead. But what's your take on this whole thing, CJ? You know, I spent some time thinking about this, and it, it, to me, it really it's about that conditioning. And if you take a look at some of the the numbers in regards to like the birth rates are like at all time lows ever right now. We take a look at the war on uh, masculinity, uh, the Boy Scouts now allowing, you know, girls to join. And what I'm concerned about, V, is that I really think what this is in part is really trying to condition 
you know, girls primarily like at a, at a young age that what perhaps beauty is, but I think it comes in the form of, of opinion and the, and in the form of social justice. In other words, I guarantee you that when these pageants take over, I guarantee you they're going to be asking a lot of questions steered specifically to, uh, you know, uh, progressive liberalism, uh, you know, specifically around, you know, social impact, all these things. So, so to me, this is, this is very much conditioning where they will not want, you know, young girls that, that watch these shows uh, who, who maybe idolize, you know, beauty because, you know, we know that, as part, you know, mothers like in part, you know, to get their daughters, you know, dressed up and, you know, do those things. But to me, I think they're going to use this as an attempt uh, to start conditioning uh, the the viewers at a young age that, hey, you, you know, you're you're more you need to be more concerned about your your social impact uh, to society versus everything else. So I I think in part that that's what it's about. I think that you know they can't they can't afford in the next 10, 12, 16 years to have a free thinking independent women who are not programmed to their their society that that of, of of social justice so to me that's what it's about we'll have to we'll have to wait and see v but yeah i mean you know don't call it a pageant anymore i mean i never paid any attention anyway so it doesn't impact me but again we'll just we'll just have to see specifically uh what happens but i am glad of one thing b and and that's it hopefully what kind of test they're gonna have to have to have who's the winner because we all remember uh, Miss Miss Teen South Carolina. Do you remember that one, B? Oh God, yes, yes. <laughs> Dumb as a box of rocks. But that wasn't the point, CJ. Right? That wasn't the point. It was not her intelligence that got her to where she is. She's a ditz. I mean, so maybe perhaps they can avoid some some of that. What was that? She was saying the the. Oh, let, me, let me cue that up, CJ. Let me see. I got it right here, B. I'll play it for us. You ready? Yeah, play it up yeah, real quick. That that dumb bimbo. Oh my God. And I want to think in part that it was a lot was, you know, the, the, the poor girl, her, her nerves with, you know, being up there in the question, but let's, let's cue that up. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, <laughs> some People out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our ed education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere, like such as, and I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries, so we will be able a to build Asian up our countries. future. What a dumb bimbo. She doesn't, the dumb bimbo doesn't realize education in Asian countries far exceeds and supersedes anything in the United States. What a dummy. <laughs> dummy doesn't realize the equivalent of a, of a freshman in a, in a high school in Asia. Pick your Asian country. The equivalent of a, of, of a, of a, of a, of a ninth grader in Southeast Asia or Asia is a college sophomore in America. U.S. Americans will help out. <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll teach him about the seventy-three genders, CJ. I don't know. I don't know. Well, they're not finished yet. V. I don't they want to still, go off topic. Yeah, the they're, they're, no, they're they're not finished yet. They still have, you know, California, where it's uh it's a uh, you know free money, you know, happening. V. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Folks in Stockton, California, with their millennial mayor, Mayor Michael Tubbs, twenty-six-year-old Michael Tubbs. 
the millennial mayor of Stockton, California. He's turned Stockton into the free shit Olympics, baby. It's the free shit Olympics. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, so this kid, Michael Tubbs, graduated from Stanford. I wonder what his degree was in. Because his wife's degree. Look, let, me, let me read off what his wife's degree is. Okay? Go for it. His wife, is uh, her, her, she has a master's gr- degree in multiple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> she has a master's degree in multiple. <laughs> In multidisciplinary gender studies. Nice. Nice. Yes. I didn't even know that degree existed. Wow. Yes. Wow. I think Michael probably has a, a degree in gay art therapy for all I know. Wow. I mean, I'm not saying that he does. But I guarantee it's some community planning BS or whatnot, right? Whatever the hell it is, right? Clearly, it's not economics. Clearly, it's not engineering. Okay, it's just not because you're dealing with hardcore reality, right? And when you're dealing with hardcore reality, like engineering, mathematics, uh, economics, and whatnot, you're not going to come out with a BS situation like this, right? Actually, economics taught in a California school. Yeah, you could you could come out with a reality like this. Let me let, let me take that back. Let me take that back. It's not hard mathematics. Anyway, this is from our buddies over at Zero Hedge. Uh, back in January, we introduced you to Michael Tubbs. He is the millennial mayor. He is the man in charge of the new program called the Free Shit Olympics. <laughs> Get as much free shit as possible. <laughs> uh, see, I think it's going to be another day where I can't keep a straight face. <laughs> okay. As a reminder, in 2013, became the most populous U.S. municipality to declare bankruptcy. So into this foray, they decided to put a man in who's got no political qualifications. His uh, claim to fame is, I don't even know what his education is. I, I look at his Wikipedia page. I cannot tell what his, uh, what, what his uh, education de- degree is. All I know is that his uh, wife has a, a multidisciplinary uh, degree in, uh, in, in, in gender studies. That's, that's just amazing. Wow. Uh, so into this foray of the of the biggest bankruptcy in U.S. history, the biggest bankruptcy for a municipality in U.S. history, steps the millennial. Okay, this is a kid who is fueled. He is a byproduct of the stupidity of the education of California. He is a byproduct. I, I can't even be mad at Mike. I'm not, mad, I'm not upset at Mike Tubbs. Mike Tubbs is a victim of stupid politics. Mike Tubbs is a victim of being surrounded by liberals. And what what... What happens when libtards form your worldview? Mike Tubbs is, a, is an example of that. So all of a sudden, as you know, in, in 2013, it, you had you Stockton had that bankruptcy. Now, since then, while the city has struggled through a painful Chapter Nine structuring of its primarily agricultural-based economy, remains mired in poverty. Uh, Tubbs was uh, campaigning during his final year ahead of graduation from Stanford University, and upon his victory, he felt almost a moral responsibility to take risks and pursue unorthodox po- unorthodox policies to help Stockton residents. 
And so, as we noted in January, the pervasive poverty in this city is what led Tubbs to announce the city would soon begin an interesting social experiment. As the Time report stated that it, a random sample of 300,000 Stockton residents received $500 every month, no strings attached. The program was to become the U.S. largest experiment with a policy that has become a favorite topic of Mark Zuckerberg, the idiot from Facebook. <laughs> okay, again, how these guys are running companies is, is, is beyond me. It just shows you that's all fake. It shows you most of Silicon Valley's BS to begin with. They're, they're selling people snake oil, hopium, and vaporware, and they're getting these ridiculous stock valuations. It makes no sense, Siege. Siege, maybe you and I should come up with some vaporware, and I'll go out there and, and pitch some hopium on a stage like Elon Musk, and maybe we'll get a, a valuation for, uh, uh, for air guitars. We'll, we'll come up with an air guitar company, okay? Let's do Where it. It's, Let's it's do imaginary it. guitars. And, and I'll get on stage and I'll strum out my air guitar and make imaginary, you know, gestures of me strumming the thing, me picking it up and grinding it with my teeth like like Jimi Hendrix on steroids. And then maybe somebody would give us a stock valuation. Hey, check out uh, V and CJ's Air Guitar Emporium. Wow, their stock valuation is a uh, hundred and eighty dollars a stock, so that gives them a a twelve billion dollar valuation based upon their shares. And then maybe we should make our air guitars compatible with Bluetooth devices so you could stream your air guitar notes, Siege. Maybe we should do that. We should tell them that soon our air guitars will be Bluetooth compliant and Bluetooth ready. Woohoo! Maybe we should also tell them that our air guitar is also 5G capable, so this way you're able to communicate with your friends long distances and so they can hear your tunes that you belt out on your air guitar. Where do I buy me? Where do I buy? Exactly. Maybe, you can, you, you, maybe your air guitar can be used as a Wi-Fi hotspot. All you got to do is just stand up and start strumming your air guitar, and now your friends can connect their, their, their cell phones and their MacBooks and laptops to your air guitar. Now you're providing a service to your local bums at the coffee shop and Starbucks while they're shooting heroin. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. But it's the same crap that Silicon Valley sells you. It's BS, right? So Michael Tubbs, back on Stockton, okay? Universal income, morons, right? The problem is the universal basic uh, income in theory combats poverty by doling out a fixed income of cash per month to low and unemployed residents to create a guaranteed safety net. See, I don't know about you, but I'm sure that, you know, getting if I was broke and unemployed, $500 goes a long way, I'm sure, especially in high tax, high cost of living areas, right? I mean, 500 bucks, man. Yeah, that 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 really helped the homeless, right? Right, right. <laughs> oh my God, a safety net. But after running a two-year trial, giving two thousand unemployed uh, residents about listen to this. This is what Finland did. Okay, so, so folks, this this has been done before, and this shows you the genius of of, of Michael Tubbs. Michael Tubbs, the, the affirmative action case that he is, the affirmative action mayor. Okay. After running a two-year trial in Finland, giving 2,000 unemployed residents about $685 a month, Finland recently abandoned. They've given it up. They said, okay, we're done. They've abandoned its universal basic income experiment with the Finnish government imposing stricter benefit plans 
introducing legislation and making some benefits for unemployed people contingent on taking training or working at least 18 hours in three months. However, despite Finland's recent cessation, Tubbs is moving ahead with his plan, but on a considerably smaller scale than planned for in January. So Finland, it's absolutely imploded. They understand that it, it, it is completely backfired. It's not working. It's, it's a joke. And folks, let me tell you the difference between Finland and the United States. In the U.S., there is such a welfare hustle. Okay, most of the people who are "quote unquote" on welfare, yo, let me, CJ, let me ask you this, man. Okay, let me ask you this. Yes. See, yes. Picture, picture a beautiful summer afternoon, and you and I are, let's say, in the somewhere in the New, in, in New York City, right? Let's just mm-hmm. say we're in New York City, right? Um. Where or any inner city anywhere in America, the announcement goes out that the latest Air Jordans are coming out. Okay, the latest Air Jordan number fifty-five, whatever, classic throwback retro, whatever, right? Right, is coming out. You go to any city, any inner city in America, you have lines going around for blocks. You got dudes that are ready to, to, to shank you or shoot you or beat you in order to get your shoes. You have stampedes. You, you think it's Black Friday. You, you think it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a new iPhone. You think it's, it's something coming. Like, what, what's going on? No, no. They are waiting online for a sneaker, a $300 sneaker, a $250 to $300 sneaker, depending upon what it is, okay, depending on what the configuration is. It could be $250. Bucks, Bucks. Some of these sneakers are coming in metal briefcases. That's how they're sold in. And you look at where these lines are. Dude, you have nothing but generational welfare recipients waiting online. How the hell are they affording Air Jordans if you're on welfare? We all know this. This is the adult conversation nobody has, CJ. Nobody has this conversation. Right. They're, um, the majority, not all, the majority of welfare that's going on in this country is a hustle. And that's why I keep telling you, folks, if you are in the sucker middle class, you're a sucker. And you need to do everything in your power to get the hell out of being middle class. If you move in from working, you know, from poverty to working class to middle class, beautiful. Don't stop there. Keep moving. Don't stop there. Keep moving. Well, V, I got a great job. I work for a great company. Great. Develop a secondary form of income. Create multiple income streams for yourself. Get the hell out of middle cal- middle class, right? Because what's happening is this: the middle class have no hustle. They're, they're they're the idiots that play by the rule. The wealthy have a hustle and they screw you. The poor have a hustle and they screw you. So what do you think is going to happen when the uh, the poor the poor Stocktonite, who's living in the PJs, the projects, who has about he has a fifty five inch Samsung. Ultra HD TV 4K sitting in his house. He's got his PlayStation and his Xbox One ready to go with the Madden 2019 already fresh out the package. It's loaded in. He's the he's the Madden king of the neighborhood, right? He's got the Madden loaded on. He's got his Air Jordans. He's got his Timberland boots, right? Right. You think now all of a sudden he's got this welfare hustle. Now he work. He also works off the books. Maybe he sells drugs on the side. Maybe he's, you know, he's a drug dealer. <clears throat> Past time, 
right? Maybe he's uh, God knows what kind of nefarious activity, or maybe he's not into a nefarious activity. He realized, hey man, I got free health care, I got a rent reduced or a free apartment. They'll furnish my apartment if I need to. I'm getting food stamps, uh, and I get to work off the books for ten, fifteen dollars an hour, maybe even eighteen bucks an hour off the books. Ooh, now Mayor Michael Tubbs and all his geniusness because he's a uh, you know, all about that SJW, social justice warrior, gender neutrality, whatever crap, right? Now I'm getting $500 a month from, from, from the city. What incentive are you giving these people? The worst thing you could do is give per, a person a handout. The worst you can do. And we've known this since the advent of this country. I remember when Ben Franklin, I was reading about when Ben Franklin went to Paris and he saw the abject poverty of people living in Paris, and he was he marveled. He goes, "My God, everywhere where government provides a safety net, the poverty's worse because Bingo. it gives you no impetus to get up and pull up, pull yourself up by the bootstrap and make something of yourself." Who's this is? This is not going to solve nothing. And the SJW social justice warrior mayor Michael Tubbs. Alongside with the rest of California, <clears throat> which never ceases to amaze me, CJ, never ceases to amaze me, is going to go down in flames. Yeah, it's very eye-opening that they're doing these things. V. I mean, gosh, at, at at the end of the day, I think that's that that's the only thing that these governments, government, big government, is going to be able to do to keep people like you know enslaved and and dependent upon the government, right? So you know, you have a certain percentage of the population that feels that government is good, right? That, yeah, we need, we need bigger government and look, the government's taking care of us. The government's giving us money, this type of men mentality. But I think that they're use, using these programs like this in part that like, think of the people in Venezuela, like when that collapse happened, when their currency devalued so much, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it'll be the only thing that government will be able to do in their attempts from people realizing you know, who created the mess, you know, they'll be looking at, oh, I'm getting my free money from the government versus understanding that that the dollars that they're getting is, is created out of thin air, that it's led to the demise of the American workforce. And we have a certain percentage already of, of percentage of people in the population that are are so dependent upon these government handouts time and time. It's an expansion of those programs, V. Absolutely right, man. So, in all reality, we had two funny stories today. Miss America and Stockton, California. I feel like we should have saved both. I, think we should, I feel like we should have saved both of those for Cuss with Gus tomorrow. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. See, <laughs> save both of those for Gus tomorrow. Make a mental note. Gustavo. El Gustavo. He just, just, that would fire him up so fast. He's got to wind him up and, and just release him. He would go nuts with that. That would be awesome. That would be epic. Anyway, what do you want to hit, man? We got London Paul you coming up it. next. Yeah, we got London Paul coming up next. Yeah, you pick it. What do you want to hit? What do you want to hit? What do you cover, man? You look. look I don't look, know, man. Listen. I mean, we can talk about the Saudi Arabia. Uh, I mean, Israel trying to uh, develop nuclear weapons for the Saudis. Yeah, I think that's 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 a huge problem. Yeah, what you want to break that down for us, V? We could, or we could talk about you know what why 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 Koreans really hate us, <laughs> you know, or not hate us, but they 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 mistrust U.S. presence in the Korean Peninsula. Uh, and that, but you know that that's a deep dive, Siege. That's a deep dive because then I'd have to go into and uh, start really ripping apart, you know, these wars 
that we thought we were fighting for freedom. Wherever there's trouble, G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Maybe I have to shed light on that. that, that maybe that's that's for another day, an, an adult conversation for um, uh, another day. Maybe that's what it is, you know? Um, Roger that. Yeah, because that's that's deep, man. I, I I I you know I'll talk about this Korea thing for tomorrow. See, let's say this Korea thing and, and and breaking down the Korean War, what really happened. Let's 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 save that for tomorrow. Okay, uh, I, you know I'll I'll bring in the, um, um, you know the uh, the facts, the figures of what happened in Korea to the forefront, and 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 uh, I mean get ready. It's awesome. going to be a, a paradigm challenging thing because it's going to put a a lot of dent into this. You know, we fight for freedom BS. It's mm-hmm. garbage. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I guess, uh, Siege, if you want to touch base on it real quick, we could also talk about Syria 2.0, uh, which is Yemen, or we could save that for London Paul in the next uh, 20 minutes. What do you want to do there? Let, let, let's save that. Do you want to talk you know, briefly and just go over the, the uh, Israel and developing nuclear weapons for Saudis? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is always a good thing because, you know, folks, you know, the proliferation of nuclear weapons is bad. Bad, 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 bad. Unless, of course, you're a U.S. ally who happens to develop one for another ally. <gasps> then it's good. Then it's good. Then it's good. The Israeli government has begun selling the Kingdom of the Outhouse of Saud information how to develop nuclear weapons, according to a senior official at the Israeli military organization, Israel's Homeland Security. Uh, Amir Doran, a senior nuclear commentator at the organization, which is partially funded by U.S. weapons giant Raytheon, came forward because of his concern over the emerging nuclear arms race in the region. The cooperation between the two countries is helping Saudis to develop nuclear weapons program is just the latest sign of the warming relationship with Israel, recently calling the Saudi crown prince a partner of Israel. Israel has been in nuclear power for decades, and though its nuclear arsenal is undeclared and the country has refused to sign the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, Estimates of its arsenal vary, with the most suggesting Israel possesses 100 to 200 nukes. Israel was aided in the development of its nuclear program by Western powers, particularly France. And much of the Western quote-unquote help Israel received, however, was a result of covert thefts of nuclear material from countries such as the United States and Belgium. So, there's a lot of uh, problems here. See, the Middle East, see, the deep state just can't help itself. These, these death dealers... The 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 sycophants. See, isn't it amazing that as soon as Netanyahu created all this rhetoric and all the saber rattling and started bombing all these people and the and started shooting all these protests and started doing all these shenanigans in Syria and on the border of the Golan Heights, all of a sudden his approval rating started going up. It provided the perfect wag the dog scenario, siege the perfect wag the dog scenario for Benjamin Netanyahu. And now the death dealer war criminal poll, the Polak, uh, who is now a, a Semite. How do you become a, a, po- a Polish Semite? I have no idea. How do you become a, 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 a kielbasa kebab? Well, this kielbasa kebab named uh, Netanyahu is now warming up to this uh, uh, King Salman of Saudi Arabia. And now these two death dealers are coming up with a wonderful idea, all with the blessings of the U.S. deep state, all with the blessings of the United States. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, let Saudi Arabia, a country which I detailed. Go listen to yesterday's show. I was laughing my ass off 
talking about Saudi Arabia, and it could have happened to a nice bunch of guys. Here's Saudi Arabia on the verge of failure. I think it's a wonderful time, CJ, that when a country's on decline, it's about to become uh, a, a failed state. On the verge of it becoming a failed state, I think it's a great idea to go ahead and give them nuclear capability, don't you see? Yeah, I don't see any problem with it, B. Not, not one. I don't see any problem with it either. Oh, yeah, it's, what, what could go wrong, Siege? What could go wrong, right? You know? So, but this is what's happening, folks. So let me get this straight here. Let me get this straight. We want to stop the spread of nuclear weapons. Iran is the, the greatest sponsor of terror. Iran has nuclear ambitions. What the hell are they talking about? Are they talking about Iran or are they talking about themselves? Are they talking about Iran or are they talking about themselves? Folks, they're talking about themselves. You see, they need to create the Iranian boogeyman. And now if they're arming the Saudis, if the Saudis ramp up their nuclear capability, the Iranians are going to be like, oh, Oh, you 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 want you want nukes? Oh, oh, okay, okay, we can do that too. We can play that game as well. Now they have nukes, and all you need is some deep state moron somewhere. And if you think for yourself, the the, out, the outhouse of Saud, the outhouse of Saud, has any sort of loyalties. To its people, you'll be gravely mistaken. If the outhouse of the outhouse of Saud would rather trigger a nuclear war than right before the launch of missiles and the nuclear war happens, these guys will skedaddle. They will exit stage left all the way to Nice, France. They'll be hanging out, sipping Chardonnay. Hanging out with bimbos and broads, watching their whole entire country, the outhouse of Saud, the whole entire Saudi Arabia go up in a mushroom cloud. They don't care. They have no loyalty. The majority. See, you got to understand. There's a certain derangement that these 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 elitists have, and that's why, my friends, government is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous thing. It's only good at two things: stealing and killing. They're great at it. So these guys have no problems letting the whole thing go. Because right now, with the oil running out of Saudi Arabia, see, what natural resources is, is left in Saudi Arabia? Mm. Mm. Um, I don't think. Dates. I think dates, CJ. Maybe camel manure. <laughs> One of the two. With the dangers that's happening in Saudi Arabia, okay, with the fact that, you know, oil's running out, What's the point of it? It's just going to be a giant dust bowl. The I don't think these guys care. Oh, let's protect our dust bowl. No. They would much rather get out of the way and watch the whole thing burn. They don't care. That's why it's a dangerous thing to have these crazy psychopaths, these power-hungry bastards in charge of anything. Because they don't have the moral capacity to be in charge of anything at all. And that's the problem. And with that, Steve, that brings us to the end of the show. We got London Paul coming up, so keep it blocked and loaded here, folks. And we'll be right back in about 10 moon in 10 minutes. With that being said, Siege, we're over now. Take it away, we'll go go.